0: hello hello happy fourth to everyone who's watching or listening with us this is three archers podcast we are back guys did you miss us because i missed you i really did so a lot has happened and we are excited to kind of take a look back at season one as a way to kind of lead up to season two. And guess what, guys? I'm here. I'm Archer Nika. in case you did not know. We have Archer Letitia with us. Unfortunately, Archer Stephanie is not available at the moment, so hopefully she'll be able to join us. Um, In other ways, she is definitely here in spirit. We honor her at, you know, in this conversation, and we're definitely going to be keeping her in our thoughts and prayers as we go forward. We shall see her again, right? Fingers crossed. So sending love to Archer Stephanie. And guys, this season, we have a special guest. Mm -hmm. So Archer Letitia. Yes. (laughs) Who our special guest is. What do you have to say to the people?
1: Uh, You're in for a treat this is going to be a phenomenal rewind of season one it's going to be a phenomenal time because we're here but our special guest is definitely going to add something uh spicy to the mix so (laughs) i'm looking forward to this
0: oh guys the feedback that i got in season one thank you all for those of you who are supported if you haven't had a chance Now's the time. Go back and watch those episodes so that when we do these rewinds, you are up to speed and you are all caught up before season two begins. But a lot of the feedback that I got was, oh, you guys are so similar. Oh, there's no people at the table who aren't Sagittarius. Oh, um, I'm a guy and this is my perspective. So we have invited, drum roll. Mr. Carlos, to join us, Mr. Carlos, please introduce yourself. Tell them why <laughs> you are the perfect person to join Three Archers Podcast.
2: Wow. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, bringing me on. You know, you know what? This is this is this is actually a testament to uh, all the men who may be, who may be watching. Um, it pays off to have intelligent conversation in the DMs. Okay, because that's how I got here. I made a comment, Archer Stephanie commented back and we had this long thread and then Archer Nika came in Then Archer Latisha came in and you know it was just it was vibing it was good it was back and forth and um, boom here I am so cut out all that W Y D. how was your day you won't get anywhere with that I'm here
0: yeah so uh I'd like to highlight that these were respectful DMs of intelligent conversation, just in case anybody was getting ideas like, oh, I'm going to do that, too.
2: I didn't mean to set you all up. My my apologies. I mean,
1: (laughs) intelligent conversation. There was dialogue going back and forth. Yes, it was. There was never, what you you doing?
2: No, no, there wasn't. In the
1: middle of the workday when people were working, that didn't happen. (laughs)
0: Don't don't do that. that. (laughs) So we are really, really excited to have you join us um, for a couple of different reasons. One, you are very qualified to join this conversation. Um, We'll be doing a post later about some of your background, um, your bio, and all those things. Um, The other reason, other than your educational background and your work experience, that background that, um, again, we'll post about, but you are not a Sagittarius. I am not. Oh my gosh. We play well with others, right?
2: <laughs> That's what we should do.
0: And so you don't have to be a Sagittarius to join this conversation. We are just sharing our Sagittarius perspective from your mm-hmm. three So this is rewind number one. We will be rewinding each episode from season one. That means episode one, two, three, four, and five, starting with episode one, which was, do you remember? Ultra Independent. <laughs> hmm we're gonna talk about it so sister letitia archer letitia we started this conversation with you season one i'm kicking it back to you in this rewind is there Ooh. anything that we didn't get to cover in the conversation that afterwards you're like hmm i really want to bring that into the
1: conversation i think um because i i think i started with it's the trauma response um, geez. y'all got bad with me. I'm trying to get my life together. I went back into the world, y'all. I wasn't ready. I'm not prepared. The ultra independent chick wants to uh, flee. I want to flee the scene. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know that I really have anything to add to the ultra independent um perspective. But I think that we we really should just touch on the fact that there is a, a very opposite effect um, in trauma from ultra ultra independence to ultra dependent, um, and we we oftentimes don't recognize that the pendulum swings both ways. That there is a definitive extreme of each spectrum, um, but mental health is just important it's important that you recognize that hey this is a strong woman maybe she's again it's a trauma response it's not that she's necessarily strong you just she's never had a reason to let someone help her she's never had a, a reason to trust someone enough that she can lean on because that in itself can be traumatic when you let your guard down and you reveal yourself and then people act as if that's abnormal. You know, we're, we're women. We're supposed to be soft. We're supposed to be vulnerable. And as the, the, the men come in, they're supposed to be the protectors. And we're not having these conversations. We're not having these interactions, which make tough girls. And when you get this girl, just the nut you can't crack, it's because she she had no reason to she was either dealing with trash or you were just so insensitive that you didn't realize, hey, the tough girl is tough because she's protecting herself, not because it's really what she wants to be.
0: Mm. Right, right. So I've I've been dying to um, share with all of you and get your perspective on this because um, the next point that I brought into the conversation on the episode was that I read a, and this just really struck me, um, a post, I mean, whatever it was, something in social media, um, that said, I'm raising a son that your daughters will be safe with, and I touched on the fact that safety is not just always physical. Of course, you don't want, we all are clear that we don't want somebody beaten, you know, a man beaten on a woman, but, you know, am I emotionally safe? Am I um, mentally safe? Am I spiritually safe? Are you speaking life to me? Mm -hmm. So, Carlos, I'm so so curious I I really want to get your perspective from the male side of that you know being a man do you feel like one speak from your experience but two do you feel like ultra independent women which a lot of single mothers are are able to raise boys into men that young women are safe with are
2: we doing a good job of that you know I I I really think it comes down to the where where the root of that ultra independence is from. So what I mean by that is, if it comes from a place of trauma, if it comes from a place of uh, mistrust or 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 abuse, um, it could it could, depending on if that ultra independent woman um, healed from that. If she healed from that, then. That trauma won't trickle down to her son. You know what I mean. It would, but if if she if she hasn't, then there's going to be some remnants of that, of that ultra independence. And the one of the things that trickle down the most in a situation like that is going to be lack of communication. Right, women are have been for years, for decades. Right, begging. Especially, I, I feel like more so in now. Right more so with today's men the millennial man the you know the the few Gen X men right um, been begging for communication and sometimes that lack of communication that that shutting down right that it, it, it comes from a place of uh, that again that ultra independent woman who as she ra- she raised him in a in a, in a it's just us. You know, uh, um, you, you know, no crying. You know, we got to be tough. You got, I know you're seven, but you're the man of the house now. You know, it's, it's, it's situations like that that will take that seven-year-old, and when he's 27 year, years old, you know, he doesn't know how to communicate to a woman. He doesn't know how to be uh, um, emotional. He doesn't know how to feel safe with her. Or give her a safe place as well. So it, it's a uh, it's a trickle-down effect. It really just comes down to, again, like I said, that healing. Did right. she heal from it?
0: So uh, as cliche as it might be, you know, hurt people hurt people. And uh, when, yes. you know do that. So when you say it really matters, did, did she heal from it? Mm-hmm. You know, did she heal from it? Because you can't... Um, bring others to a place of healing and um, enlightenment if you haven't been enlightened yourself. So that, that makes perfect sense. Um, So not to keep putting you on the spot, but I, I I, I really want to ask this because we talked about ultra independence and women from the perspective of I'm a woman, uh, Letitia's a woman, Stephanie's a woman. Do you feel like a lot of men are suffering from ultra independence whether it's trauma based or not, like we talk about it and we we perpetuate that strong woman, but do you feel like it's also kind of a stereotype for men?
2: Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think ultra independence is something that normally resides in men. I I, I think what we normally have is this uh, is what's been known for years, right? It's the fear of commitment. Fear of commitment is not ultra independence. It is literally, I do not know how to share life with someone. So I'm just not going to do it. And that is something that um, a, a lot of men go through, you know, it, in a, and that's why, you, you know, you find men getting married at 47, 54, you know, I'd have finally, I'd have finally found the one, you know, but why did it take that long, brother? Because you had this fair commitment. For whatever reason, right? You know, for whatever reason. Sometimes it's it's it is uh, very intristic, right? It's, it's them. I don't know how I'm going to be. I don't want to let nobody down. Mm-hmm. Or it could also there are and I've had this conversation with men before as well, just just in in you know my, my personal circle uh, of men who are afraid of committing until they have every single thing in life mm-hmm. a plus right Mm -hmm. even if they don't have a plan like they might not even have a plan Mm -hmm. it's like i i don't know how i'm gonna make the money i want but uh, but not till i make the money i want that's when i'll get me a woman you know um i don't have the like i don't have the car that i want i don't have the house that i want yet but when i get those things um then i'll get a woman now let me ask you this where does that come from did you notice that everything that i just said was materialistic that's you know, true. because we again we are because that 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 thought process stems from a place of women want things. If I don't have the things, then I don't have the woman. So I'm just going to not commit until I get the things.
0: So one of the things that um, was a, a theme last season is that. Um, all of these topics, we covered ultra-independence, and we covered um, the modern marriage versus mm-hmm. traditional marriage, and we covered, but a lot of the common themes are very fluid. A lot of the uh, the root of the dysfunction in those areas come from a similar place. So yes. what I heard you say kind of resonated with one of those things is that you can grow together, Right. So mm-hmm. you have this man who's like, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this, I don't have that. But part of life is growing from a place. You're yeah. you, no one expects you to have everything, material or otherwise, at twenty. So right. if you're twenty and she's twenty, and I'm not suggesting anybody do this. Get married at twenty.
1: I'm not <laughs> I
0: didn't say that. Don't say I said because right. I didn't say. But <laughs> I didn't say it. I did. I did not say that. You but. You know, the, this thing, this idea that you can't grow together with a person, that
2: mm-hmm.
0: you have to have it all together. So Letitia, coming from a place where you, you were married, um, and you were married relatively young, like before 30, when I say 20, relatively not 47.
1: It, it was, <laughs> right.
0: Do you feel like that played a role? Do you feel like
1: And the demise of the marriage, do you think that played a role? Was that the question? I mean, if
0: if you're saying demise, I mean, from either perspective, from beginning to end, was there ever a a situation where that was an obstacle?
1: Hmm. Here's the thing. When you're 22 and you're in love, like, I, okay, example, our first Christmas together was, um, we were young. We were... 22 in a one bedroom apartment with uh, one and a half babies because I, I gave birth to my my second child on Christmas Day. Um, we had the Charlie Brown tree. Uh, <laughs> we had the Charlie Brown tree. Um, half of my half of my dinner came out of my mom's pantry. I distinctly remembering that probably being one of the best Christmases we we had throughout the duration of our marriage um most of my fondest times in marriage was when we were broke to be quite honest um which if you're listening man because it's not the stuff stuff can be replaced stuff can be replenished the issue happens when you don't grow so part of part of what went wrong in my marriage is not that we stayed broke because as time went on incomes grew, careers advanced, um, I feel like my ex became stagnant. He became complacent in um, us having more than what he grew up with, and I was in a place of, I'm, I'm chasing success, and we just didn't see eye to eye there. He felt like I was a little too ambitious and materialistic. I don't call it materialistic. When you have five children, you have to build wealth. I don't want to live my life on this earth and have nothing to pass on to them, but debt when I die. And that's what um, drives me. Breaking generational curses, it, one, that real, too. I strive to not pass on the things of my mother to my children. Um, and we just didn't see eye to eye. We didn't, we didn't quite have a plan in how to go into the next chapter of life. Mm. So while I was making plans, he was deterred by obstacles. Mm. And when those things happen and you're not talking them out, when you're not working them out properly, um, when people get frustrated and throw up their hands, all kinds of things go wrong. And that's what happened everything that could possibly go wrong it went wrong so it's not stuff (laughs) sometimes uh women's unhappiness lies in you not having a plan and you not being focused Mm -hmm. because we can be broke if you got a plan Mm -hmm. we can be broke if you focus Mm -hmm. if we working together we can be broke but that can't happen when one person has a plan and the other one's flying by the seat of their um, coattail. That's not, that's not going to work because that creates insecurity. That, that creates um, senses of urgency in places that you don't want urgency when you're trying to keep your, your stuff together, especially when there's kids involved. And for me, um, security, both physical and mental and emotional, uh, my top priority if you can make me feel safe that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. so this this spurred a
0: thought in me right so my brain Well, oh. so, when we talk when we talked before and as as we talk now and a lot of times when we just talk amongst ourselves in life and we think about this we think about ultra-independence as from a singular standpoint like this is a single person it's a single Ooh. and she's ultra-independent but what i heard you describing is a situation where ultra independence can develop in a person who is a spouse mm-hmm. because this is not being met. So now I feel like I like, can't trust you to do, and I, I'm not projecting. I'm just using a general example. I can't trust you to do this. So now I have this feeling of I have to do it all myself. I have to, you know, so that that's a, it, it resonated with me. Like it stuck out to me as something that, um, definitely should be point out, pointed out that you don't have to be a single woman. You don't have to be a single man to find yourself in a state of ultra independence. Um, yeah, so that, I, I felt like that was worth pointing out. Um,
2: but sometimes, you know, li- li- having a plan, having a plan that that exceeds the the plan or thought of, of, of a spouse does not it shouldn't at least uh make one ultra independent um but i can see how that would make coming from a man perspective right i can see how that would make a man feel like he doesn't have anything to offer or don't know how to get on board with his plan right and i'll give you an, a personal example now granted, I was younger. So, so Letitia, my my example would is from a younger a younger place. So it was a it was a girlfriend I had in college. Um, but she was a few years older than me. And she had she graduated, she had her own place, um, she had a nice car, right? And we were together, you know, but it did not last long because of me. And that was I say because of me. Because I, she had, she had a plan. Like she, she had a projection for her life and where she was going. And it's not to say that she wasn't willing to, to take me along, uh, because we had that conversation. Um, but it was me. It was me, looking at all that she was doing and just feeling inadequate, feeling like I didn't measure up. You know, she got all this going on. I go places, but when I the few places that I would go with her, it's it was just like, you know, she was the star of the show, right? Because she just was hitting these milestones in life, and for me, I always felt like even being there on her arm, I always felt like I felt like everybody in the room was just kind of looking at me like, "Well, who's he? What does he do? Why is he with here? You know, and um, it made me feel like I said inadequate. And at the same time, made me feel like she was too independent for me. So I left. But that's what that does to us. And, and you know, her and I, we had the conversation about it decades later. Um, I say decades, like I'm that old. Maybe I am that old. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> we had the conversation years later. And... Um, you know, she not once looked at it that way. It was all me, all me, and all all me, all in my head. And uh, you know, but hey, that's just kind of the way that it went down. But you know, it's something about you know, it, and you know, I have I have no no pride or shame in saying that it was ego. You know, because we as men we carry that. You know, especially if you are very much a, a a traditional man in a sense where you feel that innate need to take care of everything. And when it's your 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 woman your spouse doing it all for you, or not for you, but she's just doing it all, right? Um, it can make you feel like, well, what 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 am I here for? You know. And I'm not saying that that's a bad way to feel. I'm not saying that's a way that you should feel. What I am saying is, what's going to solve that? Communication. Because that's what I didn't do. I didn't tell her how I felt. I just said this ain't going to work. And you know, I did the whole write a letter and leave it on her pillow and oh. bounce. Yeah, I did
1: that. The
2: yeah, dear did John, did John. I dear John.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though, Carlos. You, you see how you are reflecting as 38 as year old Carlos versus however you were in college, right? Yeah. The problem moving forward is when you have. The the thirty eight the forty the forty two year old man still thinking like that.
2: Yes. That, yes.
1: That becomes the problem because even in me dating, I had a guy tell me, "You don't need a man for anything." <laughs> well, I don't need you. I want you, and that's a totally separate conversation yes. Yes. that we will explore. But, um, like you said, communication is key. Yeah. But but and people, whoever follows me knows that I say this all the time, love and ego can't reside in the same place. It Mm -hmm. just cannot. Mm -hmm. Um, it it is a detriment to you in your relationship and it will implode. Yes. Um, but I I think everything goes back to communication. When you're traumatized, you have to have a conversation that there was trauma. When you feel like um your ego has been bruised you got to have a conversation about this ego being bruised you have to have a conversation about dinner you have to have a conversation about the temperature in the house you just have to communicate yeah and we're not doing that appropriately sometimes it's just a miscommunication sometimes your insecurities are just your own that's not what your partner is feeling as carlos conveyed in 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 that dialogue Mm -hmm. um and God knows, me and Carlos go back, y'all. Me and Carlos go way back to like sixth grade. <laughs> mm. well, you tell me age too, so you, you tell. Um, me. Sister, you older than me. I'm I'm a little sister. Okay, that was shady. <laughs> that was shady. That was not about to sit here. I'm a little. Sister. I didn't like how you slid that in. Okay, but you sitting here trying to out me. That's the. First of all, it's Carlos' fault because he started. Oh, uh, the age thing you told on yourself way back <laughs> early in the conversation.
2: Oh, yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> so when I said we go way back to sixth grade, they had an inkling that we was the same age. So I just <laughs> called it my sister because I'm I, I'm the baby and I'm a, I'm a brat. That's what, <laughs> that's what happened. I, I was hard because I'm I'm a baby
0: sister. You know what you just did? Huh? You just invited a whole bunch of angry male from men who will say that somehow this became the one man's fault. <laughs> 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 That's
2: what
1: you
0: say. not.
1: It's,
0: it's not, it, it's not the one man's fault. Fine. Mm. It's fine. It's all a good fun. Listen, I am thankful. I am grateful to God for every one of these years, because especially in the climate, like, listen, this is, I don't, I don't know when you're watching this out there, but this is 2021. This is, just seeing a little bit of glimmer of hope in the COVID pandemic, um, so you know life. Apocalypse, y'all don't listen. Well, that's a whole nother
1: conversation. <laughs> Ultra independence, right now, <laughs> you. Jesus I'm never, never.
0: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, no, be thankful for. Life. I'm, I'm not ashamed of, of any. Uh, listen, I used to pray. Let me tell you something. I couldn't wait to get to 30. I was yeah. like. I am 30. I'm a whole adult. I mean, I've been grown a long time, like grown meaning I could take care of myself and all of that. But I could not wait to get to 30 because I felt like it was going to validate me in the eyes of other people. Like you have to acknowledge that I'm grown because I'm now 30. Yes. And I'm now approaching 40. And I'm like, oh, I'm for sure, sure grown at 40. Like you're not about to tell me nothing. (laughs) What? when the
1: thirties came in and I was like
0: yeah you're not about to, not about to, not about to come for me young lady nothing i'm I'm a whole grown woman i just and and I'm thankful for all the life that has happened the lessons like you the growth um i can say that I have identified the potential for ultra independence in myself mm. and in myself it definitely was a It didn't start as a trauma response, but as you take hit after hit after hit after hit, it feeds on that basis. It started as just a part of my personality, a part of my character. I'm very introverted. I'm I'm perfectly happy by myself. I don't really rely on people to do anything unnecessarily. Um, I didn't really start to wade in that pool of community really really until I had children you Mm -hmm. know because then it became all right so I'm looking out for these little people it's not about me because if it was about me I'm good Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I have I have to maintain that so but then as life happens and situations happen you do start to feel like okay well I was looking to you to do this and you didn't and that's okay Mm -hmm. but now I'm going to make sure that I don't find myself in that situation again And so as you go through life, we talked about this um, previously, but just doing self-assessment, like do a mirror check.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Do a mirror check. I I identify Christian. I've said that before. Um, It's nothing worse to me than hearing a good sermon, you know, good sermon, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and a person that you know that they talking about. Mm-hmm. I wish sister such and such was here to hear this. So I wish brother such and such, you know, they need to hear this message. But no, you, you, it was you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, see it in yourself. Yeah. Self-assessment. I think people don't do enough of that. So when you bring up things, especially things that have a some type of negative connotation, like ultra independence, people don't want to see that in themselves. Right. So that's the first step in acknowledging anything that you need to heal from. Mm-hmm yes, this is a part of who I currently am, and how do I get to the better version of me?
2: Yeah.
0: So, h- how do you get to the b- better version of someone who has struggled with ultra-independence?
2: Oh, you want to an answer from
0: that? Okay. Not everybody all wants. Not, no, no. not all only wants.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I absolutely struggle from ultra-independence. And and it- can I,
2: can I, can I can I stop it right there? Is it a struggle or is it just a very thin line between ultra-independence and ambition?
1: Hmm. Okay. So so Carlos not gonna have no mercy tonight. Um Part of it is a and struggle. He should not, as he should not. <laughs> um, so, part of it is struggle, and part of it is just what it is. Because I don't think that we we are really diving into the. It it just is what it is. I have five children that depend on me. What you want me to do? <laughs> you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Okay. There are people. Their life depends on how I navigate through mine. Yes. So. I, I don't have time to BS. I don't have time for you to F up. Mm-hmm. And, and and understand that's where the ultra independence comes in because I always have the expectation that you're not going to show up. Mm. And it, it's unfair
2: because... But it keeps you from being disappointed.
1: Right. And it keeps me from wasting time, which is the bigger thing because okay. I rarely am disappointed in people because I expect them not to be good people anyway
2: yeah
1: um so part of the issue is if i'm expecting you to, to mess up which people generally do mm-hmm. whether it's on purpose or or because they don't know they generally do but you are not going to penalize me mm. for being the independent woman that gets things done when you fall short mm-hmm like, it, it can't go both ways. You can't yeah. be appalled that I'm ultra-independent, but you do nothing to assist me in being anything other than that.
2: Right, right, right. Okay, so now, let's stop been. right there. How would, how would a man know when to assist you? Are you looking for him to just simply ask or just simply do?
1: I'm looking for a simply do, which is why I only deal with alpha men.
2: Okay. How would he know to do?
1: How how do we know to do for people in general? Because usually what people do for you, it is yes. it's because they love you, right? They love you. They care about you. Yes. There are certain things that I know that my sister needs that she would never ask of me. Mm-hmm. But I know who she is as a person, and I care about her, and I care about the weight that she carries, so I do it because my sister needs me to. Yeah. Otherwise, she'll she'll balance it all day and won't complain.
2: Okay.
0: But I think I think maybe what Carlos is is getting at, and help me make sure that I'm I'm um, digesting this properly is what I heard is about transparency. Like how mm-hmm. how do they or how are they able to identify the need, especially in a person who is does have that strong i don't need anything because generally that person's not going to portray
2: yeah
0: that that it's not going to be a public display they're not going to yeah. say anything so when you said that your sister there are things that you do and it doesn't have to be but she said you know so how do you know what those things are yeah. how do you identify them if i'm not a hard on my sleeve type of
1: person
2: exactly and and, and let well, me and, and well,
1: for that when you watch people, when you watch their behavior, when you watch what's going on with them, you see it. And and that in itself goes into paying attention to the person that you're involved with. Because I think that's the other part of the problem is we want to label things, people ultra independent, particularly women, but you haven't taken the time to get to know the woman. So if you don't get to know the woman, you don't know what her needs are. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to ask you for anything. Mm-hmm. And if I ask, to understand, my back is against the wall and it's about my children and not me because I'll surely starve first. Right. Not but, saying that's the right thing, but that that is what's common in this pool of ultra-independent women. Now, here's the caveat to that. For me, if I'm dealing with someone who I wholeheartedly trust, I will tell you that I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that I need. Okay. But understand that we... There's a certain level of intimacy that's been built there. There's a level of trust mm-hmm. for me to even allow you to see that I'm tired.
2: Can I paint a scenario for you? Sure. <clears throat> All right. So you're you you you're dating. It's three months in, right? You have uh, a plethora of just things going on around you. Maybe the trust isn't quite there yet because you're still in that getting to know one another phase. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good. Everything's good, but we're still getting to know one another, right? So the trust is kind of at that basic foundation level. I trust you enough to be in public with you, something like you know what I mean, like that level, right? (laughs) So we're there, we're there, and you know, but you got all these things going on around you. But every, but but in your conversations with the, the the person you're dating, everything the adult the conversations they kind of go like, oh, you know, well I got this going on, that going on, but I'm doing, you know, but it's fine, it's fine. I'm gonna take care of it, I got it. And this is just daily conversation. This, this is just you 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 know you just being your your who you are. You just being who you are, and it's just saying, oh no, I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah, I got to take care of this. Well, I got it. I don't know what I'm gonna do about this whole thing, but now nah, I, I figure it out. But now to the man, right? Let's hypothetically, I'm the man on the other end of this call. And or this phone whatever this exchange and for me it's okay well hey she got it all right you know hey look I love the independence all right okay you know and that's literally because you know again I I say this all the time uh, uh, to men women whatever we were not created to think alike at no point whatsoever ever right so where you're in, where in your mind, you're thinking like, I just told him everything that was going on and he ain't even, he ain't even offer to help. I don't know if I can trust him, you know, but then him on the other end, he's like, man, she got everything going on. So I guess, uh, you know, hey, uh, she, she got it. I, I can, I can trust her to take care of stuff, you know? Now we got two totally different perspectives off of this whole thing, right? And then we got this, it's a miscommunication. It's a, it's a misunderstanding. It's a, it's a difference of perspective. Mm-hmm. Right, and now your you would would be un, um. Unfor- not unfortunately, but unfairly, wearing the, the 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 vest of ultra independence, and then he would be unfairly wearing the vest of um, not caring.
0: I I like this. I like this. Let me tell you, because I always look at me first, but I try to understand the general perspective. But this is what I'm thinking from, from me, and I know I'm a little different than most ladies, most women. Um, if I shared something with you that was happening, mm-hmm. I shared it simply to share it. Mm-hmm. It's simply a session of me venting or right. maybe we're brainstorming. I want to get your, your verbal perspective. I want to pick your brain about it. I think part of this is people just saying what they mean and meaning what they say. Because if I said, this is what's going on in my life, but I got it, that's what I meant. It wasn't a a fishing expedition. I'm not looking for you to, I'm not saying it so that, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's not that. I, I simply said it because I'm sharing, this is my life experience. This is what I'm living right now. And I trust you to share it. Now, if you want to do something to assist me, just do it. But Mm -hmm. I didn't say it with the expectation and vice versa. If I hear something from someone and I say to myself, oh, I can do this or, oh, I can do that. Nine times out of 10, I'm not even going to say that to them. Because one, I don't like to set myself up for expectations that I can't meet because life is happening. And I may have the best of intentions, and then something happened that prevents me from doing it. Or I might be able to do this, but I'm not sure about that. So I don't do a lot of talking.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I just do. Yeah. And so I might have formulated a plan and never said anything to you, and either it'll work out or it won't. Mm-hmm. But it was never my intention to. I'm not asking you to fix it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you say things to me, I'm not taking that as you asking me to fix it now. If I care if it means enough to me, if I can do it without, you know, throwing myself off, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And and it's not even, there's. we don't have to go through the whole, oh my gosh, yeah. I, I don't even like that, but <laughs> you understand what I mean? So yeah. I think part of what that is, is that people just have to be clear about what they say. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Stop You know tossing things out with an expectation everything you share should just be shared freely and we're coming back to you now if you have several situations where you've expressed something and you know that this person could have offered you something if it was nothing more than a shoulder to cry on Mm
1: -hmm. and they
0: didn't voluntarily not you asked them but voluntarily offer then yes i could see you saying oh well maybe you know, they're not on the same plane I'm on, maybe they don't, and that's not a, a read, that's not a, you know, that's nothing against that person, because people have different personality types, that's right. what they are, I'm not mad about it, but I, I get what you're saying, but I, I see that representation a lot of, you know, people put it out there, but they put it out there fishing.
2: Yeah, not- yeah, exactly, that's exactly it, because it, it, it it's kind con- because, you know, I, again, I've been in that situation too, right, where, I took that as oh okay all right oh okay oh you already did it all right okay, great okay you got a plan great awesome and then you know here comes to break up with me and it's like what what's the, what's the problem and it's like well well i well you know you you just not there for me you, you're not this not that and i told you that i had this going on and you act like you didn't even care but you said you had it like what was i what was i supposed to do like you said you know what i mean and again i'm talking about my my younger uh counterpart right because new man me thinks totally different than I have learned okay so anyway um that you know and and that 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 is what again that's how that's how men will see that now one and then you got some men who when when that happens that that, that first time that is it's ingrained up here now all women do it because that one because that one did it now all women do that so now we make this conscious decision the next time that happens am i just going to just step up and just do it or or am i going to flee because oh boy here we go again somebody you know what i'm saying so it's it's like it's very black and white for us because of like you said the fishing and that's why i said i know i'm different from i'm
0: i am a black and white thinker i'm mm. a very linear thinker. It, could be described as masculine however you choose to describe that i don't have those emotional um weights of the typical female brain or what we've been shown the typical female brain is so mm-hmm. as i said all that i completely understood what's mm-hmm. happening out here right Yeah, and i'm just different and so i try not to project a lot of my sister tells me this all the time a lot of my problem is i expect people to be me <laughs> like i expect people to have logic and common sense and you know be um you know understand I'm, I'm just expecting everyone to come from that perspective and it doesn't happen and so that's one of the the things that i i kind of wanted to accomplish with having this platform and this forum of getting the conversation started, so that we can see all these different perspectives—not just the people at this table per se, you know, this figurative yeah, yeah. table—but just getting the conversation started out there in the world amongst your groups. Like, how do you see this?
2: Mm-hmm. Because that's
0: going to bring you to a better understanding of one yourself, yeah, to your circle.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, we need to be reassessing our circles. Some of our circles are too big and too wide and too loose. But that's a whole another conversation for another day. <laughs> um. And then just society as a whole, because it has an influence on how we're able to move um, in our smaller sections. You could think of it like local versus state versus federal. Yeah, yeah. All tied in. What do you think,
1: sister? I mean, I, I agree. You know, you and I think very much alike. If I'm telling you I'm venting, it's, here's the thing. If I go into like this laundry list of things that need to be uh done, I have a plan of execution already. Um I am not one of those women that is a woe is me, as my sister described. That that's just not my makeup. Um if you swoop in and save the day for me, it's because you wanted to, not because you had to. I my father well equipped me for life. Mm-hmm. And not taking shots at anyone else. I'm just not a weakling. Yeah. So um, that is what it is. And I, I understand that somebody's gonna get offended and ask your feelings. <laughs> um, it's a gift and a curse, though. Mm-hmm. Because as you're out here and you're interacting with people, as you said, Carlos, you're thinking, okay, she got it. Right, but then it backfires sometimes because she got it. Yeah. Oh, you got it. What do you need me for if you got it? Mm-hmm. It's not need; it's want. We have to and, use. And that's, and that's the problem. Like I keep coming against these men, and, and it's a very old school mindset. Right? She needs me. I don't need you. I'm probably never going to need you. But if I want you, why is that not what you're chasing? Why are you chasing a girl that needs you? Because the girl who needs you is going to do everything she has to do to keep you, because she needs you. Whereas if the girl that wants you is working for you, if she's giving you effort intentionally, it is because she wants you. She is your teammate. She is your confidant. She is your best friend. She's your ride or die. Yeah.
2: That's
1: the person that you build life with. Yeah. Instead, y'all go, for the, y'all go for the needy girl. You go for the chick that cannot add to the pot. Mm. Cause me and my sister, we grown women. Oh, to Stephanie, we grown women. The <laughs> swag matches. You understand what I'm saying? The swag matches. We're entrepreneurs. I my sister will tell you i do this five kids three businesses and working in my sleep Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason i'm the woman that they're intimidated by but here's the thing because this is the difference between me and the rest of them i'll be single for the rest of my life before i bow down and say i need you just saying (laughs)
2: <laughs> you, you you brought up a, a, a good point like that, that you said that it's an old school mentality and that's exactly what it is right there that that old school mentality feels inadequate as a man if there's not a woman who needs their presence who needs their what they call uh um time talent and treasure right that that is definitely a, a an old school mi- mindset amongst men that I personally think needs it it, it needs to to go because um, there are more there are there's a generation of uh, uh, of women now like like the two of you who are just doing it right like. I think, I don't remember the exact numbers, but there were statistics, you mentioned being an entrepreneur, having three businesses, right? Like women are killing the entrepreneur uh, uh, space, killing it, right? Just doing it. And this is just not a time in life for men to be intimidated by that. Get the hell on board. Get the hell on board. Absolutely. Be, Don't be intimidated by that. Be inspired by that. You know, like how how um, it's you know, cause this is not nineteen forty five. Like this, you know, like we gotta get that gas right. Like it is such a at least in my personal opinion, okay. It is such a, a joy to say, Oh, my wife, is she doing this, this, that, 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 blah, blah, blah. You know, and actually I kind of have that, you know, because I'm married and my wife is on air, she's on WEAA. Uh, I I feel like a celebrity husband, a local celebrity husband sometimes, because everywhere I go, it's aren't you Kelly's husband? Like literally, that happened to me one day. I'm getting lunch, and random person walks up and is like, "Aren't you Kelly's husband?" I'm like, "Who are you?" <laughs> "Yes, I am." You know, at, but at the but at the core of me, I'm like, man, that's, I, I'm just proud of you know all that she got going on. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it doesn't make me it doesn't make me less less of a man because she got a thousand things going on. You know, hell, I'm here to support. That's that's the name of the game. That's that that's that partnership. That's that that's that uh, building together kind of thing. You know, and men just gotta stop being afraid of that. Stop being afraid of it. Stop being in- intimidated by it. Stop labeling it. Stop labeling it uh, ultra independent. Stop labeling it. Uh, she don't need a man. You know what I mean? Because maybe she don't. But if she, I, but I'm gonna tell you, just from experience, a woman who wants you has far greater value than a woman who needs you. So I like that.
0: I like that. A woman, or you could interchange that with man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who wants you, (laughs) has far greater value than someone who needs you. So we're going to get into final thoughts. But we were talking about um, ultra-independence. And so I think in the fight, the battle to find the balance between being ultra-independent Mm-hmm. and being codependent, code mm-hmm. in the middle ground, I think what we're missing is that when you talk about meeting a person, I don't think it's necessarily bad to meet a person. You you talked about time, talent, and treasure, and, you know, there are so many other things, but I think if we can start to adjust our perspective about the percentages, where that old school was you 100% need me financially and materially, because that's the way the world was set up, like, yes nothing against, you know, anybody living that ideal, you yeah. know, my grandparents lived it. It, it, it is, it was what it was, and right. sometimes it is what it is, yeah. but I may not need you 100% financially, I may be doing that on my own, and I may not need you 100%, I, I hope I don't need you 100% emotionally or mentally, but there is a percentage, yeah, that I need balance, because we're human, And it may be 10% for this person, it may be 25% for that person, but just wrapping the whole um, situation up and you don't need me, the percentage that I feel you should need me in this one area, and just throwing away the opportunity to meet that person where they are emotionally, spiritually, you know, um, in, in any area is just... It's unfortunate.
2: Yeah.
0: It's unfortunate that, that if, if that one thing doesn't meet our ideal, mm-hmm. if she's too independent, she doesn't need you to do XYZ, or if he's too independent um, or not emotionally available, because sometimes that's what it is. Yeah. Just throw the whole thing away.
2: Right. We gotta yeah. find
0: common ground.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sister? Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No ma'am. No ma'am. Would you like to say something before we close out? <laughs> I felt
1: like you just put me in common, so <laughs> why would you say?
0: <laughs> this is how little. Do. This is how little little sisters act this way. Okay? That's how they act.
1: I'm adorable. I, I
0: catch you me. in the wall. They cast you in the role of the heavy-handed, villainous, older sibling. <laughs>
1: oh! <laughs> I
0: didn't do anything to her. Anything to her.
1: <laughs> and yet she said, I put her in time out the why. You just painted that picture all on your own. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. See how
0: she put that little voice on?
1: I
2: don't
1: know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> <Jump up forward. laughs> I feel like, y'all see this? She's swaying my friend. is amused by my sister's antics. My
2: friend is being swayed. That's what your know hand the comment was funny.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, I happy.
0: comedy is rooted in
1: truth. better <laughs> it is. It is. It is. So, so let's just get it out. I, I, I'm a whole brat. It it just is what it is. I flew out of her closet. <laughs> I won't let her be great. We have the same goddamn outfit. It is what it is. (laughs) Um, Communication is key. Stop making assumptions about what people need and just have a conversation. Um, You will find that a lot of, even in in trauma responses, you can get to the root of the issue when you are communicating. And then you can come up with a plan to move past it because I am quite sure in relationships if you're dealing with an ultra in, independent woman, that, that's hard especially when you're a man who wants to be the protector and the provider um, but you have to allow for safe space and safe space comes with women through intimacy and intimacy is not always it sex. Is, it is conversation is her knowing that she is uh, safe emotionally with you, uh, that she can let go of her tough girl and you got her so those are, are the conversations that need to be paid building intimacy. We'll oh my push. gosh
0: are you are you talking about love languages <laughs> are you are, are you referring to love languages at this moment right now <laughs> <laughs> <What is> happening? <laughs>
1: cannot save you. cannot save you. Stephanie cannot save you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out
0: again, to Archer Stephanie.
1: <laughs>
0: Miss you. Ooh. Archer mm-hmm. Stephanie. Because I know she wouldn't have let you slide with that. So, um, we're going to close out this particular rewind on episode one, which was ultra-independence, and I know there are a lot of different moving pieces and parts of that, but there always are. You know that you can't have a full conversation without touching on all the underlying, underlying um, causes and the roots of things. Like I tell people, when things happen, I'm always interested not in what you did per se, but the underlying behavior. Yeah. How did we? How did you generate that? Because that underlying behavior, that root cause, is what's going to become problematic because it'll repeat. So we're talking about ultra independence to independence today and all the full spectrum um next episode we will talk about is it love languages love languages this episode too right oh my gosh that's kind of that sure. <laughs> carlos thank you so much oh thanks,
2: thanks for experience. having me
0: experience i mean you and all your Gemini, it's okay
2: <laughs>
0: as you can see as i've been telling you we play well with others it's not all about the side Sag- sagittarius it's like 95 percent about Sagittarius, but there is room.
1: They're not actually our intellectual match, though. Hmm. They're actually our intellectual match, though.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I didn't know that. No. so being a well, but, but, well, but which side? Because there, there's two sides here,
1: so, bro. Listen.
2: Oh. So, okay. W- why? All right, why? no, it's fine. That's too much. <laughs> too much. I got it. I,
1: I want no trouble. I I want no trouble. Just, you know, I want no trouble. I mean when you put analytical (laughs) minds in
0: the room. So Carlos, did you have anything to add um, before we close out? We definitely are excited to have you um, revisiting these conversations with us. I'm so excited. Can't wait for the next episode, which will always be, which will be monthly. They will be monthly, which will put us right up against the actual Calendar Sagittarius season, which kicks off season two of Three Ushers podcast, which will have so many great topics. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe we will still see Carlos.
2: Uh, you, don't know <laughs> you don't know you Don't know. You find me in the comment section. You know, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. But final thoughts. I, you know, one one of the things I want to say, you know, if, uh, my, it's my hope that there are um, a number of men that's watching this right now, and I'm just going to tell you straight to your face, stop being intimidated by ultra independence, because there's a there there may very well be a, a reason why that woman is there. But it takes a special man to unlock that. And you can be him if you can get out of your own way and stop holding on to these traditional uh, egotistical mindsets of relationship. You never, like I said a minute ago, there's so much more value in a woman who wants you versus one who needs you. So give it a shot, get out of your own way. And try to have some more conversation in the DM besides what you're doing, how was your day? God, that's all I got
1: so irritating. We so appreciate that. <laughs> so I so ir- appreciate that though. Ooh.
0: It's exhausting. So um, thank you again to my archers. Thank you to all of the watchers, the listeners, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook or Spotify or whatever platform you are hearing, seeing, listening, watching. Um, we appreciate you. Please, please join this conversation. We want to hear from you. We want your comments. Um, The more perspectives, the better. Um, Only a fool thinks he knows everything. So I'm definitely always open to learning more, seeing a different point of view, different perspective, um, combining all of that knowledge together, because I think that's what really, really makes um, society great you know, that you, that we can have conversations, and if we can have more conversations, then we can move forward and help each other grow, so to all of my archers, and those other signs, like Gemini's, (laughs) those other signs, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, be safe, be well, see you soon.